This is the Marketing Lab at Deakin. My name is Paul Harrison and I'm a Senior Lecturer and Unit Chair of Marketing and Consumer Behaviour in the Deakin Business School at Deakin University and you're listening to the Christmas edition of the Marketing Lab. Welcome to the Marketing Lab at Deakin, the Christmas edition. So this is a special edition as a little bit of a gift to our listeners for Christmas. And it is an interview that I conducted with Associate Professor Josh Newton, who is in the Deakin Business School. Uh, And he and some colleagues from the Deakin Business School conducted some research into how Christmas decorations influence our perceptions of the service experience. The research was published in the Journal of Service Research, and this interview was conducted in 2018 at the cafe just near the Deakin Business School. So that's why you'll hear some noise in the background. So relax, listen to this short little gift from me to you, and Merry Christmas to everyone. There's one particular project got published earlier this year looking at Christmas trees. That's Josh. So as a bit of broader context, none of us like to be treated rudely, none of us like to be treated dismissively. And so if that was to happen in a service context, if we were to go to a supermarket, for example, to a hotel, someone was to treat us really rudely, we wouldn't be feeling particularly satisfied about that service encounter. What we found for this particular piece of research is that the mere presence of a Christmas tree in the background or Christmas decorations just in and of themselves is enough to actually reduce your dissatisfaction with bad service. Yeah, absolutely. At Christmas time or just in general? Just the presence of it. Lordy! Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, if you were to see Christmas decorations in June or July, you'd probably go, that's a little bit weird and that would would give rise to other kind of outcomes. But the mere presence of a Christmas tree or Christmas decorations, Christmas carols will have that particular effect. So how... How, how did, why? Well, how, first of all, how did you even think, hey, let's let's see if Christmas trees change yeah. people's attitudes? Like, yeah, it's, how a, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, it came about from a piece of research looking at the priming of religion. And Ooh. we were looking at this going, this is cool. It was published in a fantastic social psych journal. But it wasn't done within the context of marketing or within business and we're sort of thinking, is there a way that we could actually leverage this particular finding in something which would have more relevance and more meaning from a marketing perspective? And so with a little bit of brainstorming from my co-authors and I, we thought, well, hang on a second, do incidental reminders of religion, such as decorations, are they enough to actually prime religion? And if that is the case, are we actually likely to see some of the attributes associated with religion come to light? And the the particular attribute that we're looking at was forgiveness. So if you see a particular Christmas, if you see a Christmas decoration, a Christmas tree, it will activate notions of forgiveness, which in turn mean that you are more forgiving if someone treats you rudely. So tell me then, because this this is the question that a lot of people would have, is how do you you make sure that people, you know, how do you test for that? Yeah. So tell me, you know, without getting too technical, tell me, you know, the methodology. Yeah, sure. We did it all using online experiments, which might sound a little bit weird, but we had a brief little scenario, and the scenario was exactly the same across all the conditions. You walk into a hotel, someone treats you poorly. 
We have a couple of images associated with the scenario. One okay. image is a hotel foyer with a Christmas tree. Yep. One image is a hotel foyer without a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. They're otherwise identical images, exactly okay. the same hotel foyer. And we found that the mere presence of the Christmas tree in that image... In the, the photograph in, or something? In, in the image, in the in photograph. The image, right. That was enough to actually give rise to a really robust and consistent effect across six or seven experiments, more than a, a couple of thousand participants. Wow. Um, these were some really strong findings. But there were a couple of caveats to this particular effect. The yep. first is that you needed to have been raised in a religious household. Yeah, right. And, for, and that particular religious household? In like that Christian, particular, yes, in yeah. a Christian religious yeah, right. household okay. as a child. Um, and the reason why is that when we think about Christmas, if you've been brought up in that particular context, that's when those associations start to come to life. So for me, for example, if I saw a Daryl Lee Christmas yep. pudding, yep. I'd be very forgiving because that's my childhood. <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> yeah. Right. So I was brought up in a Christian household. Okay. And so when I see a Christmas tree, I'm perhaps going to approach that with a slightly different perspective of yeah, someone right. who is living in Australia all their life and has celebrated Christmas all their life but has not necessarily had that religious overtone yeah. to it. So for me, it will potentially, on the basis of these findings at least, activate notions of forgiveness. Why not have some other religious object? Yeah. You know, like a, I don't yeah. know, a crucifix or something. Well, that was one of the other studies that we actually did. Yeah. And it was looking at the broader conceptual replication of this. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't looking at Christmas um, stimuli per se. What we did is we had a fill-in-the-sentence kind of structure and some of the sentences could be filled in um, or the words could be used in such a way as to activate religious concepts and for other sentences they couldn't be. This wasn't tied to any particular religion. You, if you were Buddhist, if you were from um, or supporting Islam, if you were from a Judaism background, yeah. it would all be relevant for you. We found exactly the same set of effects when we're using that stimuli to activate religious notions. So it doesn't necessarily, it's not tied exclusively and specifically to Christianity. Because the most amazing thing I think about religion is that you can find similar attributes across the vast majority of religions. Religion evolved as yeah. a means of being able to perpetuate certain civilization enhancing attributes. And narratives and stories. Narratives about, and stories yeah, were used right. to reinforce things like forgiveness because yeah, right. we don't want to have a situation where you are going to be killing or murdering or not forgiving people that, yeah. are, that are next to you and that's one of the evolutionary functions of religion. Um, in, in terms of you're talking about this too, it sounds yeah. like you're measuring, you know, particular concepts rather than just forgiveness. You know, you're looking at things like values and how they kind of permeate yeah. the way we kind of view the world. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, looking at a lot of those different types of, of attributes associated with Christianity or with other religions and yeah, seeing right. what the, the marketing implications of those things are. There is a sting in the tail for this particular effect, oh, no. though. There's always no. a sting in the tail. Yeah, right. So for this particular one, we are more forgiving if the service failure is directed towards us as individuals. Oh. If I'm sitting here, though, and I see someone over there, a weak, vulnerable member of the community, and that weak, vulnerable member of the community is the recipient of that service failure, no. I'll be much harsher in my evaluation oh, of it. No. So it means that... Oh, that you'll be more harsh. You're, you're harsher. Oh. So instead of... So I'm more forgiving if it's directed towards myself. Right. I'm harsher in my oh, okay. evaluation if it's directed towards the vulnerable in society. That's, which is not a bad it's thing. It's not a bad thing. But if you're looking at Christmas trees from a marketing perspective as uh, being right. a silver bullet solution to uh, make sure that consumers are always going to be happy, it doesn't work like that. Right. There's this broader set of symbols that are associated with, with any form of, of religion. Christmas trees being one. And then when you encounter those symbols, they activate more than just one particular thing, like forgiveness. They activate a whole range of different attributes, right. such as 
social justice, which was the uh, thing that uh, yeah. gave rise to that other fight. So the moral yeah. is, is <laughs> as you say, yeah, Christmas the, trees are not a silver bullet. Which not a sounds silver a bit, bit you know, harsh yes. anyway, doesn't it? Really? Yeah.